Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage, while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men, but moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court, and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh Divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, <laughs> not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 170th episode, the four major causes of a bad marriage and how you can reverse the madness, part three, plus live calls from you. Please remember to give back and help other marriages by sharing this podcast if you are getting value give it a big thumbs up don't wait get in that cue bam and so as we always do gentlemen we start out with the quote of the day quote a man of courage embraces suffering serves thy beloved sacrifices self why being the rock for masculinity and the full truth of Christianity. End quote. Catholic Alpha. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Um, reasons for major causes of a bad marriage and what you can do uh, to get out of it, part three. And look, we did part one and part two. So if you want to listen to part one and part two, that's episodes, um, yeah, 168 and 169. So after this show, if you want to listen to the first two, you can uh, go to there uh, to my YouTube channel, Catholic Alpha Radical Live. Click on the live tab, L-I-V-E, and then uh, you will see the episodes right there next to this one that's going live right now. Or if after the show, you will see it right next to that. And you have all three right in a row. Bam. Okay. So uh, so we're going to do real quick is uh, go over a quick uh, review of yesterday's uh of yesterday's the first two we did yesterday we're going to do we did two yesterday and now of the four and we're going to do the last uh, number three and four today so so as promised the major causes of a bad marriage so let's go um number one was uh the husband is not engaging in prayer and spiritual warfare for his wife marriage and family more importantly partaking in the sacraments of the catholic church going to mass every sunday uh, confession, adoration, taking the Eucharist, etc. Men, we must, uh, we just don't uh, understand the supernatural world these days. We think we are the cause when things go good, but God or someone else is the cause when things 
go bad. If we as husbands don't fight the demonic daily in our marriage and home, who will? Which is a great, great question that we must always ask ourselves. Next, when we don't pray, go to mass, worship God as he asks, we are telling him that we don't need him and he and we have it all together. I found in my life and in hundreds of marriages that this attitude is prevalent and follows the demonic and allows the demonic in our home. And lastly, for number one, we need God. He knows it. The angels know it. But more importantly, the demons know it and do all they can to fool you and me and all of us into thinking that we don't need our Lord. Number two reason for bad marriages is horrible communication. The husband does not understand how to speak and communicate properly with his wife. You might ask, why am I saying that about men? Because women are emotional and the least little thing we say wrong, they get hurt. And so this is why I'm. we are the initiators. We are the ones, okay? And once we get in the habit of arguing and fighting, the pain for our wife just gets, uh, just gets more and more uh, deep, and then we treat her the same, and so things never get better, and we all we forget how to get out of it. If a man can't learn to speak to his wife properly, he will lose her. The emotional connection will leave, and he will lose his wife and family. Think about it. Communication is how your wife fell in love with you. You listen to her every word. She listened to you. Now you raise your voice, speak to her in a way that hurts her feelings, maybe even call her names. When you were courting, you would have never done that in a million years. But see, we men get to get too dang comfortable with our wives as though as, as they get too comfortable with us as though they are business partners and have a job to do to keep the business going. And women won't put up that for forever. They signed up for your loving touch, your caring actions, a feeling of security, trust, and devotion. They signed up for your love and to be your business partner. And that is not what they signed up for to be your business partner. And so we will read back after the break to get started with number three. ba 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 If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All 
All right, y'all, here we go. So as promised, the major causes of a bad marriage, we've covered the first two. And remember these two important stats, again, as I mentioned yesterday, because these stats are all important when it comes to marriage. And this is why I see these things that I see. And I hope to God that it doesn't happen to you. Okay, so remember, the divorce rate is 50 percent or higher. We must ask ourselves, why is that? Why do men want to divorce their wives? Why do wives want to divorce their husbands? Okay, they can't get along. Why can't we get along? You know, what happened? We loved each other more than anything when we first started. All of a sudden now we can't stand each other. That is what we got to be. We have to analyze not all just that, but no, try to figure out how to fix it and what we can do to make it better on our own end. Not what can our wife or our husband do to make themselves better so that we can decide that we're going to change. That's selfishness, right? Okay. The second stat of the divorces filed as much as 80% are filed by women. Boom. Okay. I've been harping on that for a month now. I'm not going to let you forget that, and I'm not going to let no anybody forget that because that is so telling. That goes with everything that we talk about on this show every day, in my program, on my website. It goes to women do not feel happy. They do not feel loved. And you know, guys, by now, women are emotional. And if you don't, if you don't understand how to deal with that as a husband, you will lose her or she'll be unhappy or she'll just want to leave or, or shut down on you or avoid you because she won't see a reason to do to, to say anything to you because in her mind, this marriage is crap and I don't want no more to do with it. If you are, think you're in a happy marriage right now or if you're in a mediocre marriage right now and you think this can't happen to you, that is very Twilight Zone-ish, <laughs> you know, you, you know, look at it, look at it like this. No one thinks they can get sick, but they do. A marriage, it can, it, it can get, it, it can get bad real fast, and, but it can, but usually a marriage gets bad really, really, really slow. So it gets bad so slow because a lot of times we don't even know that it's getting bad. And this is why I do my best to give the guys in my program, I do my best on this podcast to give you hints and clues and get you to open your eyes so that you can tell when your wife just ain't quite right. That is a very masculine thing. You are her protector. And when something's wrong, you can't, we can't be sitting back going to work and, and going on going camping and going to watch the NFL on Sundays when our wife, we can look at her and tell something's not quite right. This is why it's called marriage maintenance. So again, ask yourself as a person listening or a man, a husband that's married, why is it 80% of women file for divorces? We all see, that's another thing. We all thought it was men that filed for divorces, didn't we? Probably used to be, and it's changed now, right? You know why? Fellas, because women have too many outlets these days. They got the internet, they got social media, they got their, their and if your wife's in the workforce, uh, her work buddies, a lot of times her parents, her sisters, her brothers, you know, um, her friends, her divorced friends, her single friends. And if it's and then if you're not her best friend, her best friend. So her best friend is a has a big, big deal on how she thinks and how she's how she's uh, influenced. And that's why I'm asking you to from now on, from this day forward, always look at your wife and ask yourself every single day you see her, is she okay? Is anything wrong with her? Is there anything I can do to make it better? Just ask her, are you all right? And you will see 
you know, body language tells you a lot if you just open your eyes and see and don't rationalize it, okay? So again, this we're going to try to fix this 80% woman thing, okay? So again, in the Catholic Alpha Marriage Program, I found that the following four problems are the major cause of marriages. And we covered one and two before um, the break. So I would say I would say it one more time to get us rolling. So number one was the husband is not engaging in prayer and spiritual warfare for his wife, marriage and family. Number two, horrible communication. The husband does not understand how to speak and communicate properly with his wife and his wife fights back by not speaking with him in a proper manner with disrespect. Okay. So now we're on number three. Number three, the husband does not understand authentic masculinity as our Lord Jesus Christ showed on the cross, which pushes his wife away instead of drawing her to him. I can't tell you how many times that men just don't understand. We just don't understand how to be men these days. And women, they think they want a wuss. Let's just be real. Women think they want a wuss. They do. They all think that at first. Then they get one. Worse yet, they marry one. And they go, oh, my God, what the hell did I do? <laughs> what the hell did I do? I, I I talked to a guy. I forgot how long ago. But, you know, he said his wife said, you know, I didn't marry I didn't want to marry a man that don't know how to stand up. I don't want a man that don't want to have to fight, that don't know how to fight for me. I don't want a man that doesn't know how to, that just, just sits there and complains and bitches and whines like a selfish oaf. Dude, women ain't stupid. You know, you might get them for a minute, but then they, they wise up. And so what that means is, that as as a as a man, we've got to understand what women want. We think they want this weak, emotional, whiny dude, and they want they don't. Women want they want protection. They want well, look. Some if some goes wrong. I want to be able to look to you and say, hey, you, you need to go. Okay, it's time to be a man now. <laughs> go fix it. Go get it. Right. You know. And I'm not talking about little small problems. I'm talking about big problems. But the biggest, biggest problem in this area right here, number number three, is men, husbands, once they're married, they make the biggest mistake in their marriage that I can tell you not to do is you put, you don't protect your wife against her parent, against your parents, against your brothers and sisters, or your family in general. And if you do that just one time, she will never forget it. Never forget it. She might let it go the first time because she think, oh, well, you know, he loves his mom and daddy and stuff. And, and it'll, But man, I women, I mean, just ask a woman. Ask her, man. Don't take my word for it. Just ask her. Ask your wife. Have I ever, have you, no, you don't say have I ever. You say, have I, have you ever felt that I put my mother and father or my siblings or or uh, anyone in my family um, before you. That, you, that I didn't protect you, I didn't defend you against them. And see, that. think about that. Think about that. You know, you're over your parents' house and your parents really don't like your, uh, your parents. Well, no, let me give you a real world. Let me give you a real world. It's a real world. Just happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Talked to a guy. 
He said his wife, her number one reason that she left him eventually because he would not stand up for her with her sisters. And what her sisters did when they got together, the sisters didn't like her. So they sabotaged her. She got pregnant. And so they were living, they were living with uh, the mother, the father, and the sisters. And she got pregnant. And then the sister started withholding food from her. And she found out. Now, you would think, how could that happen? I don't know how it happened. However, their family dynamic is set up. You know, and then he when when um when um when he found out he didn't he didn't he didn't go up against them the sisters he didn't and the sisters treated her really mean and stuff and nobody nobody defended her and she's pregnant man if you know anything about women you know that ain't gonna fly and she ain't gonna forget it either and she didn't so this is what I'm saying that to me that is the biggest masculine mistake that a man can make um, 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 with his wife. If she's your wife, if she's your girlfriend or something like that, that's a little different. First of all, somebody's my girlfriend. They're not going around my parents and stuff yet. <laughs> you know, you're not going around my parents yet. You're not going around my brothers and sisters yet. No, you ain't ready to meet the family yet. When we decide that we're going to court and we're going to become exclusive, oh, yeah, that's different. Yeah, come on to the house. Come on, have some dinner. Daddy, mama, brothers and sisters, you know, we love each other and we're courting. We're thinking about getting married. Boom. Then everybody could be down with that, you know, and that's kind of how we did my um, that's kind of how we did my son, you know, um, his wife, you know, he came to us. We didn't even know they was really dating or nothing. And that was cool with me. Hey, you know, I ain't trying to run your life. But when you get serious, you need to let us know, right? So that's what he did. Like, he came, he said, hey, mom and dad, told everybody, because we have family dinner every Sunday. So all the family was there. He, he said, hey, y'all, uh, I'm, uh, I'm uh, I've, you know, I found my wife, and well, not my wife, but I found, you know, I've been dating, and we decided we're going to become exclusive, and we're going to get married, and so I want y'all to know, and then he just started bringing her around, and so for a year, six months, I forgot how long it was, she came to Sunday dinner every Sunday, and guess what? We all got to know her. She got to know us. She learned our family dynamic and stuff like that, man, and guess what? It worked out perfect. It worked out perfect. You know, um, another thing, too, man, that's why Sunday dinner is so important. You know, you can't, you know, Sunday dinner is important, man, because every Sunday you, your wife, your children, they're together. You're together. It's God's day. It's family day. No matter where it's at, at a restaurant or if it's at your house. In the Jacobs family, if you invite us somewhere on Sunday, my whole family coming because it's Sunday dinner. And all our friends know that. <laughs> Hey, hey, y'all, we having a, uh, you know, we having a birthday party for, for, uh, for Johnny, you know, can y'all come? Yeah, we coming. Now, you know, everybody's coming, right? Oh yeah, Jerry, we know, you know, and that's a good thing. And, and where, where you see the importance and the greatness of Sunday dinner is when your kids start getting older and they start dating people and they start courting people. And they get married and they start having grandkids. That's when you see the power of Sunday dinner. That's when you see the power of God. Because then 
when your kids are are according somebody, they didn't got serious, they bring them to Sunday dinner. You get to know them. So then when they get married, what happens? They they come in. They just come. They come every Sunday. Then what happens? They start having grandkids. Huh? What happened? The grand you see the grandkids every Sunday. Then your grandkids. For you people that are 80 and 90 and 70 years old, then the grandkids grow up, they start courting. And then they start bringing their boyfriends around or their girlfriends around. See, man, that's why we as husbands got to start thinking in the future. Stop thinking about today. You got to look at your family and your marriage, especially is like, how do I want my family to look in the future? And you as the husband, you're the leader, you're the protector, you're the server. You have to see that and then put that in motion because your wife might necessarily not necessarily see that your kids especially but if you have a vision of how you want your family to look and then you start uh coordinating things so it works out that way man that's how you build a good family man people think you know well you know people only see their kids or st- stuff like that when things go wrong that's the worst time to see your kids when stuff goes wrong you know, they're dating somebody, according to somebody, or they're married. You don't hardly ever see them. You might see them once a month, or you might see them every three or four months, or only or only, you only see them on New Year's, uh uh what Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like that. Man, that's not that's not how you build a great family. It's not you you what you do as a man is what you try your best to do is build that family before the holidays. And then when the holidays come, man, then when the holidays come, everything is copacetic. How many families have you heard of? Have you seen? And then the holidays come and they go, everybody's going, oh, man, I don't want to spend no time with them. I don't like Uncle Johnny. I don't like my sister gets on my nerves. <laughs> you know, they don't, you know why? You know, the reason that people are like that because they don't know each other. They don't know each other. So you as the father and the husband and the man of that family, what you do is say, we in your head, you say, look, we're going to do what God asks us to do. We're going we gonna to put this together on Sunday. We're going to learn about each other. We're going to get close to each other. And we're going to start to love each other. And we, when holidays come, everybody wants to come. They ain't going, oh, oh man. And also your, your, uh, your, your, your kids, your kids, uh, husband and wives, too. You want them to want to come, too. Man, I'm telling you, get everybody to buy in and you will see your family will change. So that's what I mean about men. One of the biggest mistakes you can make as a man, as a husband, is when you don't protect your wife against her family, against your family. I'm sorry. This is why you hear me say you put God first and then your wife in marriage. Nobody comes above that, even your children. If you try to do anything like that, sure, your wife's going to be like, oh, you know, oh, the kids are so innocent stuff. But if I tell you what, if all you do is spend time with those kids and you're doing all the special stuff with the kids and you ain't you neglecting your wife, guess what she's going to start thinking? That you love the kids more than you love her. That's the last thing you want. Okay? So please, that is another thing. Another thing is, as a husband, as a man, as a father, we've got to try our best to be like Christ, right? Be patient. You know, be patient and um, don't lose control. We as men, every man knows instinctually that from the time we get up in the morning, from the time we go to bed, we are called to be in control. It's a reason for that because we're very powerful and we can hurt somebody. Right. We can hurt our kid really easy. We can hurt our wife really easy. 
so we have to remain in control, or we get in a we get in a, in a in a battle with another man. We can hurt him, or he can hurt us, or he I could kill him, or he could kill me. Right? This is why men are called to control themselves because of the power we have. Right? In Christ, what did Christ do? Christ controlled himself, didn't he? Of course he did. He didn't lose it. He didn't lose control. He was patient. Now he got aggressive and he was direct with with his with the with the apostles and with the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. But that's because you know people sometimes when people are stupid, you got to be a little bit more direct with them, right? And that's how he was. But Christ, Christ died for his bride, the church, and as a husband, that is what we are called to do as a husband and as a father. Okay. And try your best to understand that mindset. It will serve you well. And remember, in the home, you are the server as the husband and the father. You serve God first. Above all, you serve your wife and your wife and then your children. You don't mess up that order. You don't mess up that order because if you do, your family will start to crush, will start to collapse on itself. Okay, um, so serving is the best way. And then also when you serve and don't you don't so you're selfish, what will happen is your wife will start to see that everything you do is not for yourself, it's for them. It's for them. Them being, you know, God, her, and the kids. Okay, men for the most part don't understand how to be men today. We lack purpose and a mission. Okay. At this, and this causes our relationship with our wives to always be on the bubble. Our uncertainty and confidence as men causes women to lose their purpose and understanding what a true woman is. And I'll say that again. Our uncertainty and confidence as men causes women to lose their purpose and understanding what a true woman is. Why? Because there's masculine and feminine. Think about it today. The society is teaching you well. Women, what? They don't know what the hell they're supposed to do. They don't. Because men are confused. Men, we don't know our purpose and our mission, what we're supposed to do. So what do women do? They go to work 10, 12 hours a day. They, they, they take care of the kids. They take care of the house. They, they, they take care, you know, they, they, they run the country. They run the Senate. They run, they run everything. They run the churches. You know why women do that? Because men are weak. Women, you can say whatever you want about women, but here's what they, they are. They are ordered to take care of business when they punk husbands don't. That's why people, people don't like Hillary Clinton. I don't like her either. But you know why Hillary Clinton wants to be president so bad? Because she feels she's the best person for the job. Ain't no man out there going to do it better than her. That's how she feels. And she feels her, her husband's a punk too. She really feels that. If you just look at her, how she talks about men and stuff and all that stuff, women stand up because they feel they have to. They feel that there's no man out there. Men ain't doing their job, so we, we got to do it. And women... They're not meant for that stuff. Their bodies, mentally, they're not meant for that stuff. That's too much of a load on them. Just hear what I'm saying. Think about it. Think about all the times if your wife's in the workforce, she goes work eight hours, you go work eight hours, and you come home and you still, you know, you got a little bit on. You don't wear you down as quick. Your wife, let her go start working. Whatever she did. Man, you don't get no sex. 
You barely get a kiss. You don't get no conversation. That's, that's after eight hours because she's wore out. And then she's going, okay, now I got to come home and cook dinner. Then I got to put the kids in the bed. Then I got to talk with him. He's probably going to want to make love. Dang, I'm tired. I don't want to do none of that. And this is what you guys have got to start saying. You, a lot of people probably think that I don't want women in the workforce because, you know, because I'm a misogynist or whatever that crap they be saying these days. That's not it. I'm not stupid. I can look at my wife and tell when my wife ain't right. And women, too. Look how miserable they are. They're miserable because they're doing too darn much. And you as a man, as a husband, if you don't see that, you've got to start seeing that and do what you can to lift the load off your wife. If you think your wife needs to go to work, okay, then what you got to do is you got to compensate for that. You got to you got to take care of the kids, help her take care of the kids. You got to wash the dishes. You got to do her her with her chores. You got to you know, you got to take care of the the bill. You got whatever you got to do to take the load off your wife, because if you don't, you will not have intimacy. And this will be a chore to her. And then she's going to do a lot of bitching and whining. She's going to start getting unhappy. So this is what we got to understand. We've got to understand that. As men today, we have to do, if we want our wives to do all these things, then we have to jump in and compensate. And just because you work 12 hours a day don't mean nothing to them, to her. She, all she knows, I'm tired I'm a, and, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling right and something ain't cool. And I, I, I don't, that's all I know. What am I in this marriage for? And that's where women are. They will step up to the plate and do whatever needs to be done. They will. Just look at society. That's what they've done. Why? Because men have been taught to be selfish these days. So we just think about ourselves. So, you know, I know men, and I can't even call them men. They live with a girl. They live with a woman. They use her electricity. They don't pay no rent. They drive her car. Don't put no gas in the car. Eat her food. They do all that. What does she get out of it? She letting him do it. See, that's what I'm saying. Though, and you and you guys think that's the extreme worst of a man. That's really not. That's normal. These young people, that's normal. The woman thinks, well, I just keep going to work. She working eight hours a day. He ain't working. He ain't working. Huh. Anyway, that's 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 good. That's that's enough said on that one, ain't it? So anyway, so. Um, so that's what I mean by our uncertainty and confidence as men causes women to lose their mission and their purpose in life of what they're supposed to do. And look, look, our mission as a woman and as a man comes from who? It comes from what? One person, God. Okay. This is how we got to know what that is. So that why, like I said yesterday, so that we could be happy, we could be content. We could be peaceful in our life and we can easily move towards God. The more problems we have in our life, the more money problems, the more marriage problems, the more kid problems, the more work problems, all of these problems we have, it starts to it starts to wear on us and it starts to push us away from God. And we forget that these pains that we're going through are to draw us closer to God. This is why I was saying yesterday that the Ten Commandments, the Catholic, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the uh, the um, 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 the natural law and things like that femininity and masculinity. All these things are set up by God to help you grow closer to him, to kind of give you a head start, to say, if you do these things, 
your life will be a lot easier. And again, I'm going to ask the question like I asked yesterday. Like, when you have broken the Ten Commandments, when you have broken any whatever you can think in your head right now, how has your life turned out? I'll help you. It's crap. Until you realize, man, I got to stop doing that. And so that's what we're trying to do. God created us. He wants us to draw closer to him. And the way we do that is we be who we are. Men must be like Christ. Women must be like the Blessed Mother. And then things in that family kind of, they kind of move a little bit better. Okay. But if the man is lost, then his wife is going to be lost and his kids going to be lost. Okay. Next. Um, let me see. Being true man as Christ was is the only way to get peace in your relationship with your wife. At first, she will be upset and rebel. But once she understands that you are not doing it for yourself, but for her, your marriage and your family, she will again work with you. Um, but as the leader and one responsible, you must know who you are as a man. And that stems from our Lord. Okay. <sighs> When a lot of times men, one of the hardest things for us to do as, as, as a husband is to go against our wife. Like, you know, you want to go to mass every Sunday and she don't. And then you say, look, we're all going to mass. On, we're going to church on Sunday. Everybody's going. And that's what we're going to do. Well, I think the kids ought to be able to do, go when they want to go. I actually had a man tell me that one time. I didn't want to work with that man. He is crazy. But yeah, the kids ought to be able to choose what they want to do. The kids ought to be able to go where they want to go and go when they want to go. And you're going, no, they ain't. I'm not going, I'm not, I'm putting God first in my or his family. And that's what we need. And I'm telling you, you can do whatever you want. You're a grown ass woman. You can do whatever you want. But me and the kids going to church. And what you do is you get the kids together on Sunday and y'all go to church or mass if you're Catholic. Okay? Now, your wife gonna be pissed off at first, ain't she? Of course she is, because you're going against her. And it was hard for you to go against her too. But guess what? Who did you put first in that situation? You put God first. You put God first. Because you, are, you were smart, wasn't you? You was going, listen, if I don't put God in our kids' life, I don't teach them about our Lord, they're going to fall for anything once they get out here. And you got to go against your wife. But look, man, I will tell you this. She's going to be mad at first, but eventually she'll get over it. And if she don't, that's her fault. You try your best to explain and be as cool and understanding, empathetic as you can. But when it comes to God, our Lord, the Blessed Mother, the saints, the angels, the faith, you can you have to be as loving and caring as you can, but you got to be direct. And you know what's best for that family. If you're if you're saying we're going to mass, that means, you know, you're, you're you have an understanding of what's best for the family. And obviously your wife doesn't. So what do you do? Follow a crazy person? No, no, you don't. She's confused. So what you got to do is be strong and be a man. And guess what happens? She's going to be upset for a while. She'll get over it or she won't. But hear what? You got that 500-pound gorilla behind you. His name is Jesus Christ. And you stood up for him. It's the same principle that when you, I was talking about earlier about men who, who, don't, who don't defend their wife against his family. It's the same principle. 
You stand up for Christ, and then he will give you the grace in your family to do what needs to be done. For your wife, you stand up for your wife, you stand up for her, and then guess what? She will know, oh man, he really does love me. My God, he's my knight in shining armor. He stood up with a, he stood up, he stood up for me with his mama and his daddy. Woo, he really loves me. Boom. Okay. Number four, last one. We're done. So four, the husband is in most cases is a bad lover. So let me say this out loud. So number four reasons for the number four reasons for a bad marriage, cause of a bad marriage are number four is the husband in most cases is a bad lover and inadequate at intimacy inside and outside the bedroom, which means he does not understand how to get rid of the pain, trauma, and inhibitions in his wife's life, causing a loss of emotional closeness in his marriage. So I've talked about that a lot over the last, like last two weeks, last week, um, and I'm not going to go really deep into that. I guess I'm not really deep, but enough because like in case somebody didn't see it. But the main thing you got to understand about women is they have a lot of women are emotional. So they're very, if we would talk about when you talk to them um, and you raise your voice or call them a name or you don't listen to them, you know, they get hurt because you guys are bonded. And so what you got to understand is the same thing is with intimacy is women have, they get hurt very easily over their life. Like if they're abused or raped or, or um, they, they have an abortion or they have a miscarriage or, or they have a, a, a their marriage, they have a broken marriage. Um, men have slept with them and left them. That causes great harm to the woman's psychologically and spiritually. And so, when you guys get married, everything is cool. It's cool because your wife is going, well, you know, everything was messed up before, but I got this new great man and he's going to make, he's going to change my life. We're going to be happy. We're going to have all these kids and we're going to work together and we're going to be lovers and this is going to be great. And then guess what? What happens in your wife and your marriage is, of course, things are not going to be perfect. That's another thing, man. Dude, be careful when you marry a woman that ain't been through nothing. Really. Because as soon as things start going bad your marriage, she's going she gonna to want to be leaving and get away and stuff. She's not going to stand behind you. So just I'm not saying don't marry women like that. I'm saying just know what you're getting into. If you there's a woman and she's a single kid, she's a single, she's the only one, you know, she's the only child, okay, how if you ain't got no brothers and sisters growing up, all of us have brothers and sisters. No, we learn a lot of things with our brothers and sisters. One of the main things we learn is not, not how to be selfish. So if you marry a woman that don't have that that has that that doesn't have any siblings in the ha- home, or her parents are divorced, you know, um, those are two of the things you got to watch out for when you marry a woman. But you know what? That's your marriage, your wife, I mean, your, uh, your fiance or whoever, you just got to know what you're getting into and be very careful because women who haven't had anything in their life, they don't, they, they don't have, they don't know how to work through problems. Like their way of working through problems is what bitching and whining and complaining and, and getting away from it. Whereas a woman that's, that has a little, that has a little toughness in her, you know, she's still feminine, but she has a little toughness in her. She, she'll help you work through stuff. Okay. Um, and so, of course, a woman who's divorced, you've heard me say that a million times, 
you know, they're damaged because they have a failed marriage, and that's very hard on a woman psychologically. And what what when women have trauma, they bring that into their marriage. Eventually, if the marriage, especially if the marriage starts going down, and you as a man and a husband have to understand that a lot of times, you know, a lot of things that have happened in your marriage ain't your fault because these are things that happened to your wife outside of your marriage before you guys were even married. So that's where intimacy comes in. It's very important you learn how to be a very good lover because intimacy along with spiritual warfare will help your wife to get over these past traumas. Now, you ain't going to believe nothing I'm saying right now. You don't have to. But if you start to adopt what I'm trying to say and it starts to work for you, then you'll see. Um, And so intimacy outside the bedroom Intimacy outside the bedroom is what? You know, you have to show your wife you love her outside the bedroom and and, and be nice to her and, and love her and do things for her and listen to her and all these things and have great conversations, all these things that build, that lead to intimacy for her. Then once you're inside the bedroom, then you, you, you prolong the lovemaking session so that your wife knows that you love her by you not using words. So, Intimacy outside the bedroom, use a lot of words. You show her, do a lot of things that show her you love her. The inside the bedroom, you sacrifice your wants, desires, and needs for her. And then she knows by your action in the bedroom that you truly love her. Okay. So intimacy, again, as you've heard me say many times, intimacy is the second most important things in marriage um, behind prayer. Intimacy is what keeps the bond strong. It gives both of you that warm feeling you need to keep the emotional closeness going. Men must become world-class lovers, which includes intimacy inside and outside the bedroom. Your wife is emotional, and that is a great thing to know and understand because it helps you connect with her and know that you need to connect on that level first. And intimacy outside the bedroom ignites that which carries over into intimacy inside the bedroom. Lovemaking cannot be over... I'm sorry, lovemaking cannot ever be underestimated. If you do, again, this is laziness and taking each other for granted. Gentlemen, your wife must enjoy intimacy as much or even more than you do. This will keep your marriage strong and thriving. Okay? Now, and, and so if you want to know more about that, uh, I'm going to do be doing a... Um, uh, a holy lover gift. I forget one um, is 31 or 32 or something. Uh, and that holy lover gift says that intimacy inside the bedroom is uh, just as important as intimacy outside the bedroom. I'm sorry. Intimacy outside the bedroom is just as important as intimacy inside the bedroom. Okay. And the reason why I just explained it before. Good. It's a good reason. It's a good reason. Um, believe it or not. The more the, the, the more intimate you are and the more adequate you are in that area, the better your wife feels close to you, the more she feels close to you. Um, and that helps. Okay. Um, and there's, I was one other thing I was going to say, but I think that's it for that. I think that's it for that, for that step, for that one. Just remember that you can prevent your marriage from going bad. You really can you really can. It's called marriage maintenance, which means you do the things that it takes to keep it great before things go bad, which means what? You nip stuff in the bud. You don't let stuff, you know, you don't let stuff fester. You don't let stuff keep going bad, especially if you see it, right? 
do not let this happen. Please, please, please. You will, you will, um, you will be, it will be, your marriage will be, will be good. Your wife will thank you for it. And your kids will be, will be grateful. And you'll see it in how they live their lives. Okay. Remember everything you do, it falls down to your children, man. If you get divorced, your kids going to get divorced. They just, they just are. Yeah. They probably, they might get married. But they go, but see, we build that mechanism in our kids' minds of, well, if it don't work out, we just quit. And that's why one of the reasons why I try so hard to get men to understand that you are causing a legacy as a husband and as a man of God. That legacy could either be quitting or that legacy could either be be a hero. Heroes don't quit. Do they? No, they don't. And so, but if we quit, then that goes down to our kids and they look at it. They, that's how they're going to look at it. If you don't quit and you fight and you show your kids you're going to fight, they're going to fight too. All right. So with that being said, bring it all together. Spiritual warfare, great communication, understanding your mission as a man and out of this world intimacy are the keys to your success as a man of God, being a great husband and reliable and dependable father in your home. This is your purpose, not your job, not your pleasure seeking. Nothing is more important than our Lord and your marriage. These things give you purpose, meaning, and a completeness as a man. You will never be fulfilled as a man until you are willing to give your life for something greater than yourself. And that is your God, your wife, and your family. Many men talk a big game when it comes to this, but don't have a clue. They really believe that going to work and making money is their proof of love for their family and our Lord. But we must ask, is it really? Or is that what you are supposed to do as a man? I mean, this is your job. This is what your wife and children expect from you. But much more important, it doesn't matter what you think when it comes to showing your love for your family and wife. It matters what they think. Does your wife and family believe you are true, that you truly love them? Do they truly believe that you have their best interest at heart and not your own? Not just by your mouth, but by your actions. I can't count the number of times I've heard wives and kids say that about their husband and father, that he is just selfish and that he only thinks about himself. Yes, that is a painful, painful realization, but you can turn it around. This is something I beg each and every man listening to this right now to find out and analyze because the old saying is, no one cares about you until they know you care about them. Bam. Get live Catholic Marriage Help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me 
personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, we are back and we are at our conclusion for today. And I just want to say thank you for hanging out this week. Um, this hope this hopefully these this this three part series helped you um, and helped you mainly to ask questions and to look at, to look at possibly your situation. And if any of these things can help you, um, as you hear me say, if you really, if you think you need more help, um, then you can always go to save my Catholic marriage.com and uh, schedule an appointment with, with uh, me. And um, we will do our best to try to help you through uh, the marriage crisis that you are in. And so as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!